Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Rineker, Justin Charles, John Nye, and Josh All. What's up, Browns fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Dogs Podcast presented by Omaha Steaks. Josh All and John Nye with you, the two Jays minus Justin, obviously. Tonight, uh, we've got some stuff going on. Uh, Blake ended up in the ER this morning. Nothing life-threatening, just uncomfortable, I guess. Uh, so he will not be with us tonight, obviously, but, uh, you know, and Justin's got kid duty. So me and John holding down the fort, bringing you what Brown's content there is right now, which honestly, with training camp being, you know, a week or a little over a week in the works, there's not a whole ton of stuff to talk about yet because everybody's ramping up for this Hall of Fame game Thursday night, which we will be talking about. We're going to break down the Browns starting roster, kind of what we expect to see Thursday night in that game. Um, and we're going to talk about the Shelby Harris visit that the Browns had with that defensive tackle yesterday. And was there anything else, John? Because I didn't have a list here. I think we are maybe just getting into kind of what we're doing as a podcast this weekend, too. That is right. We've got a lot of stuff going on this uh, Hall of Fame weekend. It's going to be a lot of fun. So stay tuned. Stay with us. There's going to be a lot of content coming this week. And then next week, post Hall of Fame weekend, is going to be a lot of cool stuff, too. So for everybody who wants John to talk more, tonight's your night because he's going to have to. I can't do it all myself. So before we dive into everything, make sure you check us out on X, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. We're also on threads, so follow us there as well. And if you're watching on YouTube, please like this video, subscribe to the channel. We are only like 15 subscribers away from 7,000, so we're going to hit that goal. Kind of wanted to do it by the time, you know, we wanted to do it before the first preseason game, which technically the Hall of Fame game is not really a preseason game in week one of the preseason. So we're good to go. So we appreciate everybody subscribing, following along, and staying tuned with all of our content. And one last thing before we move on to all the content today, make sure if you guys want to play fantasy football with us, you go to jointhedogs.com, become an official dog fag member, and get yourself into the fantasy league. There's a sign-up registration section in there. You'll find that. There's a password to get in there and all that stuff. But once you sign up for Patreon, let us know you want to play fantasy football, and you're in. Right now, we've got three leagues filled up, I think. or might be just one shy of filled up. So we want to do four leagues. We'll do more if we can. So just just get in, though. Uh, it's August. We're going to be drafting here in a few weeks and, and, and kind of setting a deadline soon. So get in now. Get your spot. Play fantasy with us. Jointhedogs.com. All right, John. Let's dive into the Shelby Harris visit with the Browns yesterday that um, the former Seattle Seahawk, he played for the Denver Broncos as well, and um, I guess the Raiders the first couple of years of his career. But let's just kind of talk about Shelby Harris and what, you know, what do you think he could bring to the Browns if we were to sign him? Uh, well, he can bring depth. I I do think he'd be a rotational piece, you know, and uh, not necessarily a sack machine, but he is you know, fairly present. It seems he's, he's going to get into the passer when he gets time, and this is just kind of a defense where any key valuable role player like that can just thrive more than they've ever been able to. Um, I mean, he's been on, you know, Seahawks, Broncos, 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 Broncos for the last six years. So he knows good defenses. Um, but just, you know, we've got so many guys. And I, I mean, it's almost like I think they're going to be stealing highlights from each other almost in a sense. But 
the more depth you can get, the better. So yeah, I'm, I, we're bringing him on for a fair price, and I don't think he would command some crazy salary. Honestly, I don't. I don't think so either. I mean, he's six foot three, three hundred pounds. He's about to turn thirty two years old. Um, so you don't think Shelby Harris would be like the starting defensive tackle two next to Tomlinson? You think he'd just be more of a rotational guy? I think we're going to rotate guys in no matter what. Really, well, no matter yeah, yeah, okay. I, that, I I agree with that. I'm just thinking as a solidified starter next to Tomlinson, I think he's your guy. I think no, I, that, I would agree with that. And then I think you rotate, you know, depth pieces in on for both spots, of course. No one's playing the entire game no. in every, every snap. But uh, I, did, I did have some stats here. I actually did an article for Dog Pound Daily, man, maybe like a month or so, maybe five or six weeks even, and uh, talking about defensive tackles, the Browns, could still look out. Shelby, Shelby Harris was my top guy. Um, let's see. He uh, racked in eight seasons. He's gotten 24 and a half sacks, 261 tackles. He is very, he's good at generating pressures, but he excels at stopping the run. His run defense grade for PFF is a 72 over his career. And last season in 22 was his sole season with the Seahawks. And he had a 76.9 run defense grade, which was ninth best overall in the NFL, the, the defensive tackle position. And um, let's see, he came over to Seattle as part of the Russell Wilson trade and last or at the end of the 22 season, he was a cap casualty. So that's why he is available. Yep. And I was looking through the stats real quick. I didn't want to sound like an idiot, but um, stopping the run. Yeah, exactly. That's what I I thought uh, stopping the run was kind of his thing. Um, That's just another area. Like, I know we've made moves, but do you remember last year? Because I try really hard not to. I, it's like repressed memories. I mean, people talk about, oh, how we got gashed by this team or that running back or, you know, the practice squad guy. And it's like, oh, man, I was trying really but hard to forget that. It was in Atlanta. Yeah. And I was watching that on my breaks at work, and I was watching the game thinking, I'd rather be working. I'd rather <laughs> go back into that factory with leave my phone in my car and just work for 12 hours because that just seems so much more pleasant than watching a Joe Woods defense. Yeah. So, you know, and that's a big thing. I don't even think we've, we've talked about it. I don't think, I think we overlook how important it is that we have a new defensive coordinator. We Everyone wants to talk about the guys that we're picking up that are going to be on the field. But like, even like the defensive personnel as it is right now with, the, with, uh, with Jim Schwartz, I think it's going to be fun to watch. And man, if we can add anybody solid, anybody that would bump one of our current, you know, tentative starters out, um, we're just going to be that much better. Yeah, and yeah. Harris is a guy I'm, I'm interested in for sure. Yeah, I'm I'm 100 on board with signing him if the price is right. Of course, I mean it's got to fit what Andrew Berry wants to do financially. But as far as bidding the team and the scheme and the defense and what we want to do, I mean he's perfect. He's he helps solidify that run defense, like you said. And it's just after last year, and honestly, the last you know few seasons we've had, I feel like stopping the run cannot be emphasized nearly enough. So, as of this recording, no news yet on Shelby Harris. We don't know. We we know he came in for a visit. We're not sure how that situation is going to resolve, but we'll be here to let you know and, and give our takes on it when it does. Yep, and it looked like his contract with the Broncos was for nine million a year. Okay. Uh, I don't think he's, I don't think he's going to see another contract quite that big, you know, given his age. So, no, I agree with you. So, I, I think that 
you know, Andrew, Andrew Bear just has a knack of getting these kinds of things done. So, yep. you know, if if he leaves and and we don't end up signing in, I, then I trust AB. I'm sure there was a good reason for it, but yeah, I, we brought it. So this isn't just Brown's fan speculation. Like we we brought him in for a visit, so obviously someone's interested in him. So if he's Barry's guy, Barry's going to make it happen. Yeah. Yep. Long as as long as Shelby Harris wants to play Cleveland. Yeah, and I mean, I know Cleveland stills the butt of a lot of jokes, but you look at this defense and the players that you know, a guy like Shelby Harris would come in and play next to with Jim Schwartz as your defensive coordinator. It's pretty enticing. It's pretty enticing. I agree. All right. So before we move on here, Browns fans in Ohio, we have an unbeatable NFL preseason offer for you from Caesar Sportsbook. New customers can get their first bet insured up to $1,250 by using our code DOGSFULL while signing up. Not only will your first bet be completely insured, but you'll also be directly supporting our podcast. Isn't that amazing? So if you haven't already joined the Caesar Sportsbook community, now is the perfect time to make your move. Just remember, enter our code DOGSFULL, that's D-A-W-G-S-F-U-L-L, all one word, when you sign up and place that first bet. This offer is only available for new customers who are 21 and older and physically present in Ohio. Please gamble responsibly. If you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Check the episode description for the full terms of the offer. Okay, so uh, like we mentioned at the beginning of the show, not a whole ton of news. There were some fights in training camp breaking out among guys. Kevin Spansky had people doing laps and running the field and stuff as punishment. You know, it, it, it's hot. It's really, really freaking hot out right now. These guys are playing the most physical sport you can possibly play. And, uh, you know, these kinds of things happen. So you don't like to see it. You don't want to hear about it, but... I, I'm not putting that much stock into it. I didn't want to dwell too much on the fights just because I didn't think it was that important, but I thought we should at least mention it. What do you think? Yeah, well, that, this is the time of year you iron those things out. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of new uh, pieces on this team, new players on both sides of the ball. So there's there's a lot of competition right now, and that's exactly what we're going to talk about next as we go through the roster, the, the first depth chart released ahead of Thursday night's well, I guess by the time you guys are watching this tomorrow night's Hall of Fame game, I can't believe we're going to have football. I'm pumped. I'm so pumped. Like, I, the, yeah, the Hall of Fame game is usually, but since the Browns are playing in it and, you know, all the players that we're going to see out there, we've at least come across their name for the most part and, and know something about them and, and what to look for. It really, like, I'm going to be watching the whole game. I am too, without a doubt. I'm excited. Like you said, just excited for football. There's something about the first game of the year, whether it's college or NFL, but for me, I'm a sucker for the NFL. But, I mean, that those are like the best two back-to-back weekends of the year. Yeah, absolutely. Better than Christmas and New Year's, I'm telling you. Yeah, that's a pretty good time, too. <laughs> okay, so why don't we just start at the top? Let's just start at the you know everybody's most watched position. Let's talk about quarterback. So, on the first official depth chart, we have Deshaun Watson, Josh Dobbs, Kellen Mond, and Dorian Thompson-Robinson. So, Deshaun Watson, Dobbs, not going to be playing in the Hall of Fame game. We've already heard that Kellen Mond is getting the start. Okay. So, I would expect Kellen Mond to probably get, you know, definitely the first quarter for sure. And... I don't know if he gets like a couple series into the second quarter or if he just gets the entire first half, but 
it'll be somewhere close to a 50-50 split between him and DTR, I would think. Yeah, I I was kind of hoping to see DTR play more than half. Um, and I think the Browns probably do too. At least play meaningful um, snaps and not just fourth quarter types of stuff. Um, so yeah, I, I'm with you though. I think it'll be more 50-50. And I don't know. I just feel like they want to see what they got in, in DTR. And the, but they do have the rest of, you know, they got more preseason games. And that's yeah. probably where they're going to look at it. Yeah, that's true. Um, what, we got three more? So we, we really, us and the Jets only wanted to get four preseason games, you know, mm-hmm. this season. Um, but DTR, uh, you know, when you're watching the Hall of Fame game, usually it's just absolute garbage play for the most part, especially at that quarterback position. You're watching fourth stringers, you know, guys that might not even make practice squads in the NFL. But, you know, for the Browns, this is an interesting match matchup this year because DTR is a guy that the Browns went out, they identified him as the guy that they want to be their backup quarterback for the long term, went out and got him. He was very electric in college, a lot of fun to watch, really good quarterback, and I I think he just presents a better entertainment, you know, in this Hall of Fame game than what we're used to. Yeah. Exactly. All the fans want to see him. Right. Yep. Um, Running back. So obviously Chubb and Ford, these guys are not going to be playing in the Hall of Fame game. Um, I I don't know if John Kelly would be getting your start. It, I do want to see Demetric Felton because we haven't seen much of him in you know his first two years in the league. And if he's got anything to show, now's the time to show it. I totally agree. Um, I just think he's one of those guys that he was uh he's my pick for bust last year. Justin's too. Yeah, kind of nailed that one. Yeah, that was one of my better takes. Um, yeah. I, you know, obviously, I want nothing but the best for anyone on our roster. Anyone, you know, who has the chance to live out that dream of playing football, I would wish nothing but the best for them. So, you know, I, I hope to see him do well. And I do, you know, we interviewed the coach of these guys. So he, spe- uh, Stump specifically brought up John Kelly. Yes, he did. Um, so maybe Kelly's one of those guys that they just have enough faith in him that they don't really need to give him the start here. Um, I don't know if that's where their head's at or not, but I wouldn't be surprised to see Felton get a lot of play. Same here. I mean, Felton is uh, listed third on the depth chart, and then fourth is Kelly, fifth is Nate McCrary, and sixth is Hassan Hall, which, I mean, I, I would I'd like to see some Hassan Hall. I don't think he had a whole lot of run, a lot of production in college, so to just kind of see what he can do on the field would be Interesting, for me at least. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay, so then we're looking at receivers. We know Amari Cooper's not playing. DPJ is not playing. Elijah Moore will not play. After those three, behind Cooper, I'll just kind of list it out, and then we can talk about the guys as we go. So after Cooper, you've got Jalen Darden, Anthony Schwartz, Mike Harley, and Michael Woods obviously will not be playing because he's out. And I think Mike Harley is too. Uh, the other wide receiver spot, they've got behind Elijah Moore listed. Then it's Cedric Tillman, Jakeem Grant, Austin Watkins, and of course, Marquise Goodwin, who will not be playing either due to his blood clots. So do you think it's interesting that Jalen Darden is listed ahead of Anthony Schwartz on the depth chart? Ahead of Anthony Schwartz? Yep. You know what? I've I've been waiting to say this for a while because I just know it's going to make people crazy, especially 
Like, I don't think Barry's done with Schwartz yet. No, I think he's just got his fingers crossed, just hoping, like, can this <laughs> year that Schwartz shows signs so we can keep him? I don't know why. That's just a feeling I get. Um, because I, I just kind of feel like you've had so many opportunities to cut this guy. I'm not surprised if anybody's over Schwartz in the depth chart. If I was a walk-on, I wouldn't be surprised if I was. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I did I did overlook the other receiver uh, list here. That's my bad, everybody. Uh, behind DPJ is listed David Bell, Dalen Baldwin, and Rashawn Henry. Okay, I I was going to bring that up. I didn't hear David Bell's name, and yep. I, thought, I thought he must have sent it. I just didn't hear it. Nope, but, didn't say it. Totally skipped over that. The, the death chart that I'm looking at that Cleveland Brown's website has out is kind of all over the place, but... um. Yeah, I. You think David Bell's gonna play? I think David Bell will play a little bit in the Hall of Fame game. Yeah, I'd. I'd like to see him. I think that they use David Bell like I talked about this a lot on past episodes. He was on the field a lot more than fans realized last year. The Browns trusted him. The Browns, you know, Stefanski in that offense, they had him on the field. Now he wasn't getting targets, but I think that was probably more of a Jacoby trust thing. And Jacoby, one read quarterback versus David Bell not being open because he was. The numbers show he was creating separation. He was getting open. Just wasn't getting the targets, but he was out there a ton. So I think maybe he plays a little bit in the game, but I would be more interested to see, honestly, if Cedric Tillman plays a lot. Um, yeah. I and we Last year, I mean, we just had so much going against young receivers getting the ball. Yes. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. It, a backup quarterback starting. We obviously have a focus on Nick Chubb, not to mention uh, an insane amount of quarterback sneaks where receivers, you know, that was just kind of Jacoby's bread and butter, so that's something we focused on a lot. Um, kind of on third and short and fourth and short, really. So and I think um, the um, the the decrease in the effect or the uh, offensive line play last year as the season went on lend itself more to that one read from Jacoby as well because he didn't have time to go through progressions. He didn't have time to find... And like I've said before, David Bell was never going to be your your first or second read in, in a play. It was going to be Amari and DPJ, maybe in Joku, before you ever got to David Bell. Yeah. Um, and also, man, wasn't Michael Woods her all of last year? I'm trying to remember. I know he did have some injury... He was out there though. I remember why. I remember seeing him play. I remember him not running to the end zone one time during uh, one of Deshaun Watson's games when he tried to lead him into the end zone on a scramble, and he kind of broke off his route. And I remember specifically that play because Deshaun was telling him like, "This is what you need to you need to do." And I'm thinking, "This is why getting thrust in there late in the season sucks so much because there was no these guys don't know that." Yeah, so he came came back later. As he got hurt right after we all got to see him play. We went up to training camp to Berea, and he, I, yeah, he, he was showing some, some flashes there. Obviously, it's just training camp, but he looked like he he had good hands and and could you know, could run the routes. A lot bigger kid than what we realized too. Yes, and I am just, I was trying to find his stats real quick, but I, I couldn't get him. Um, he's kind of an obscure player. <laughs> yeah, but. Uh, yeah, I'm I, I'm bummed out for him because I mean, how long do you keep a guy that's never healthy, right? Yeah, no, for real. Um, do you think are we are we? I'm sure we see Anthony Schwartz at least on the field in the Hall of Fame game. We'll see if he can you know make some plays. It, 
It would be nice to, and I know it's all a fame game. I know these are scrubs on the other side of the ball that we're going up against as well. But I would like to see Anthony Schwartz dominate somebody. So, well, here's my thing with that. If I'm Schwartz, I'm begging, just throwing the ball every time. Because <laughs> he, he doesn't even need to prove that he's faster than a number one. He only needs to prove two things. Number one, he can catch a ball. And number two, he can catch a ball when he knows he's about to get hit. Yeah. <laughs> Those are, right. That's what he needs to do. Yeah. And, you know, it would... He's so fast that even I, even I'm like, man, I just, I hope he can show me something this year because I want to see him. And like I said earlier, I want to see anybody be, you know, as good as they can be. But with him, it's just one of those things where he's got the preseason for me, in my opinion. Yeah. To show me that he's got, you know, what it takes because otherwise you're, I just feel like he's. It's a it's a gamble, and it's not a gamble I'm willing to take to keep him for one more year if he's not made all the improvements that he needs to make. You're taking away a roster spot from somebody else. Yeah, who's probably better. No, that's fair. And you know, the Hall of Fame game, Anthony Schwartz has already been on the NFI list last week with a hamstring thing. Do we see him? Maybe we don't see him. Now, if we don't see him. You understand why, you know, listening to the show, you understand why he, he's got a hamstring thing going on. Now, he has been practicing. He's been running routes. He's been catching some deep bombs from Deshaun Watson. You know, we see the highlights on Twitter and everything. But does he play a lot in the Hall of Fame game? I Now that I'm kind of thinking about the injury that he's sort of dealing with, I don't know. But I'm sure we see him at least for a little bit. Yeah, I'm expecting a lot of Tillman in the first half. Sure, um, yeah. Other than that, I'm just not really sure what, what their game plan is at receiver. No, I think they probably want to trot out, you know, Austin Watkins, the receiver they just signed in, you know, light of the Marquise Goodwin injury, uh, because they probably just, they need to see what they have in these depth pieces at receiver, really in all these positions. Um, If we look like, okay, so let's look at tight end. Obviously, Joku's not going to play. And I would say, well, I know Aikens isn't going to play. He's listed second. Third is Harrison Bryant. I don't think he plays either. I think they were so thin at tight end. I don't think you can risk a stupid little injury to any of those guys, you know, Harrison Bryant included. That and the fact that Harrison Bryant's like, is he a question mark or do we kind of know exactly what we have with him? I think that he's somewhere in between question mark and you know what you have in him. I think we talk about it a lot. Tight end is one of those positions. It just takes a few years usually for guys to acclimate, you know, really develop into that position. You know, this is year four. This is year four for him. I think so. So it's about time. Um, but as far as a depth piece right now, we can't really afford anything to happen. We've got Sire Mitchell Payton and Thomas Greeny, who I would imagine, you know, those are the, the guys you're going to see Thursday night. Yep. Uh, we'll just start at left tackle. Jed Will's not going to play James Hudson and Tyrone Wheatley Jr. behind him. Um, do you think James Hudson starts the game? You know, I don't know. So he's our second string, right? Yeah. No, I honestly don't. I was kind of leaning that way too. I think we're going to be seeing a lot of, so like, let's go to left guard. Petonio's not going to play. Then there's Michael Dunn and Wes Martin, who we signed this offseason. Center, Ethan Posick, not going to play. Then you got Nick Harris and Luke Weipler. I think probably Weipler starts the game. hundred percent. The rookie. So then you got Wyatt Teller, right guard. Drew Forbes behind him with Colby Gossett. Um, Forbes maybe starts the game. And then at right tackle, Jack Conklin's not going to play. And then there's Dewan Jones and Hunter Thedford. So 
I I don't was there something was there an injury thing with the wand? I can't remember. I know he was I think he had an illness to start camp. But other than that if he's healthy, obviously they're gonna want to see what they got in him. Yeah. And yeah, as unprofessional as it sounds, I actually don't keep up with every single Browns injury. Sometimes I'll be talking about a player and someone's like, yeah, he's, he's out for the season. Like, what do you mean he's out for the season? <laughs> well, I'm not that bad, but the little Nixon things at, at training camp that pop up, I mean. No, there, I, it, sometimes I'm a, I'm a day or two behind is what I'm saying. Yeah, like if I hadn't been reading up on it, like, like last week on the show, I even had a note. I was going to mention Dewan Jones being um, out the first couple of days of camp with an illness. And then it just didn't even come up, and I didn't want to force it in because it didn't really matter. So, right, that's sort of the offense. What we, what you can expect to see as far as your starters, to, you know, on on Thursday night in the Hall of Fame game, who we want to see out on the field the most, who really has the most to, to prove here. So, I think a lot's going to be on these receivers to show who's sticking around, who's staying on the practice squad, who's maybe making the tail end of this roster. DF is big on Jalen Darden, so if he's playing Thursday night, it'll be a fun one to watch too, especially if he's returning kicks. This episode is brought to you by Omaha Steaks. Guys, it takes a long time to master a craft, but the steak experts over at Omaha Steaks have spent more than a century doing exactly that. They have been America's original butcher since 1917, and right now, they're inviting you to celebrate their anniversary with 50% off site-wide. Head over to omahasteaks.com and enter dogs D-A-W-G-S into the search bar to shop all the exclusive anniversary packages. As an added bonus, just for our listeners, you get eight free Omaha Steak Burgers and eight free gourmet jumbo franks with select packages including their exclusive anniversary assortment package this package is the perfect sampling of everything that makes omaha steaks unforgettable it includes four butchers cut filet mignons four air chill boneless chicken breasts four bacon wrapped pork chops four gourmet jumbo franks and the classic omaha steak seasoning plus you get those eight free burgers and eight free jumbo franks you're gonna want to hurry because this offer is only available for a limited time Celebrate more than 100 years of incredible steaks and save 50% off-site wide during the Omaha Steaks anniversary sale. Visit omahasteaks.com right now, enter code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, into the search bar to shop exclusive anniversary packages. That's omahasteaks.com, keyword DOGS in the search bar, eight free steak burgers, eight free jumbo franks. Hurry, get them now. See site for details. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. So let's shift over to the defensive side. Uh, defensive ends, Miles Garrett's not going to play. Oboe's not going to play. Sedarius Smith's not going to play. Alex Wright's not going to play. So let's look at these third and fourth stringers. You got Isaiah McGuire and Isaiah Thomas, the two Isaiahs, at third string, fourth string on each side, Lonnie Phelps and Jeremiah Martin. Isaiah Thomas got the game ball from me back when we were doing that. They were supposed to do it was a whole season. That's so it just no one ever talked about it. But uh he was up at uh I forget who he played, 
But I went up there with Justin and Isaiah Thomas load. Very solid against preseason level defenses. So I expect to see him play again. Yep. Isaiah McGuire on the other side, the rookie. And Lonnie Phelps is a guy that I'm very interested in. He was a UDFA. Um, I forget the numbers on him, but uh, and I'm sorry, I don't have that prepared. But I do know that, well, one thing, his dad was actually talking to me on Twitter and we were trying to get Lonnie on the show. So, hey, Lonnie, if you're listening or your dad's listening, we'd love to have you on here and good luck Thursday night. Show out, kid. We'd love to see you make this team. Absolutely. Um, let's see. DT. So the interior, we know Dalvin Tomlinson is not going to play. I now now seeing this is where going back to the Shelby Harris thing, we look at these DTs. The other starter listed is Jordan Elliott. Now we're not big on Jordan Elliott, but he is listed as a starter. Tristan Hill, Tommy Togiai are the second string. Maurice Hurst, Siaki Ika are the third string, and Sam Kamara and Michael Dwumfor are the fourth string. I mean, I pretty much think anyone we took in the draft is playing. In- right. Because we didn't have high-end draft picks for second rounders. So, yeah, I think Ika. I, I'm excited to see Ika play this preseason. Um, I am. You know, Maurice Hurst is a guy that I feel like he has proven his talent on the NFL field. The only thing that he hasn't proven is his health. And to play him in the Hall of Fame game, I just don't think it's worth it. I, I don't think they should play Maurice Hurst. At least I don't feel like I need to see him in the Hall. Well, I agree. Now, honestly, like, I don't know. I, I'm sure they're not going to play Elliott. I don't know about Togi, but, you know, we're going to have to have guys out there. So, obviously, Ika, Kamara, Dwumfor, and, you know, probably Tristan Hill or Tommy Togi are going to be playing. Yep. Linebackers. So, at the Will linebacker, they've got listed JOK. Second string is Tony Fields, and then Charlie Thomas is behind him. At the mic, Anthony Walker, and then Jacob Phillips and Jordan Kunazic. I think I'm saying his name right. And then the Sam linebacker is Sione Takitaki, Matthew Adams, and Muhammad Diabati. Another UDFA that I am actually really interested in seeing play this preseason. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, I'm not going to pretend like I know who's going to play, you know. Uh, obviously, Walker's not. Walker's not. Taki Taki's not. Right. Jacob Phillips isn't. I'm sure Tony Fields won't play. Yeah, so probably a lot of uh, names we're not used to hearing are going to be playing linebacker, and that's just a weird position because um, I'm pretty sure when Bobby Wagner was a free agent, he ended up Signing back with the Seahawks for like a really, really team friendly kind of salary compared to the value he brings you. And the Browns didn't even look at it. And he is a guy I wanted. Uh, Talil Mack a couple of years ago got traded for a second and a sixth, I think. And then the Browns weren't even talking about it, you know. So just one of those things. It's just a weird position. And I feel like we could have one of those guys you know, on our defense and we'd be talking about all the weights they make and we just don't value the position all that much. So we're kind of lucky that JOK ended up being at least close to what we thought he could be. And he's got room to improve. 
But aside from that, I'm just not real thrilled with the linebacker position in general. I think what you're seeing, and this is not, I know people harp on the Browns and AB for, you know, not bringing in linebackers and stuff. But if you look at the NFL in general, you know, we look at the offensive side of the ball and we say, okay, teams are moving away from, you know, the, the, uh, bell cow running back you know run it down your throat they're opening it up more they want better receivers they want quarterbacks are high 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 value everybody's moving to a, a you know more volume passing attack well on the defensive side of the ball things are changing too the focus on putting pressure on the quarterback from the you know the line is huge and then trying to lock down with your corners it's just that the middle of the field the linebackers are not being valued and you see that with the franchise tag we talked about this i think last week the value of the franchise tag has gone up each year for every position except for two, and it's running back and linebacker. The value of the franchise tag has gone down each year for the last, I forget how many, four or five years. So you're seeing that the league is devaluing those two positions. Yep. And honestly, I'll never be mad when Barry drafts a corner. No. Uh, because we need depth. You literally cannot get too much depth on corner. I don't know how to explain it, but it's like you just can't get too much depth. And and secondly, he's so good at drafting corners. Um, you know, I've been just really thrilled to see, you know, how that you know position has been such a difference maker for the Browns defense the past few years. And, you know, if it's kind of a cool thing to do as a fan. You always want the big name receiver. I was big on uh, Jigba coming into this year's draft. I just, you know, I know we didn't get to see him play a lot in college, but, you know, I wanted him. And then, you know, I don't even remember what our first pick was, but uh, we we traded into the third, right? You mean this past draft? This past draft. Thedrew Tillman was the first guy we took. So yep. we traded our... I uh, picked 42 in the second round to the Jets, and we got two receivers for that pick. We got Elijah Moore and yeah. Stan Tillman. You know, and then the uh, the previous two years, it was corner and corner, I think. Yeah, it was um, it was Newsom, and then last year was uh, Martin Emerson. Yeah, okay. Yep. I'm bad with with uh, the years sometimes, but yeah, that's what I thought it was corner. No, corner. You're, you're good. And they're both really good. Yes. So. Like, like I said, you just can't get uh, enough depth there. So I'm never going to be mad at that. Um, And now I kind of forget where I was going with that. <laughs> and well, you were leading me right into the cornerback. So Denzel Ward, Greg Newsom, your two starters obviously not playing. Martin Emerson will not play. Uh, A.J. Green, I doubt A.J. Green plays. I, I mean, he's listed as the backup to Denzel Ward on the first depth chart. I don't think he plays. He's he's really shown out last couple of years. I've been very impressed with A.J. Green. So we're looking at guys like Thomas Graham Jr., Mike Ford Jr., Cameron Mitchell, Caleb Biggers, and Chris Westry. So the name for me, two names in there I'm looking at. I, I want to see Mike Ford play. He's the guy we signed. He played for the Falcons last year. And Cameron Mitchell, that's the um, rookie out of Northwestern. We took sixth round, I believe, this year in the draft. So interested to see what he can do. Yeah, and I'm sure he'll we'll, we'll see plenty of him. Anything else with the cornerbacks? No, not on my end. Okay. So we'll just go the two safety spots. So strong safety. They've got Grant Delpit, DeAnthony Bell, our boy. Shout out DeAnthony Bell. And uh, Ronnie Hickman, the UDFA out of Ohio State. Free safety, Juan Thornhill. 
Rodney McLeod, Bubba Bolden, and Tanner McAllister, another UDFA out of Ohio State. Nice. So, DeAnthony is Delpit's backup. He sure yeah. is. Yes, he is. That's really good. And I'm, I'm super, super proud of him for undrafted free agent making the roster. I think proves he's just a workhorse. He'll do yep. anything. And he was willing to do special teams. And he was a beast on special teams. We talked about that when we interviewed him last year. Yeah. He was, they call him the hitman. And that's just, he, he knows he can prove himself. That's where I'm going to get the opportunity, he said. That's where I'm going to go out there and show what I can do. And he worked himself into rotation. And, you know, as the season went on, he was out there on defense playing the safety position. And, I mean, a guy is just, he's all over the field. He's where he needs to be at the right time. And he hits. And he tackles. He brings guys down. Um, I can't remember who it was in the preseason. He had that awesome sack for um. The, I can't mean, they were playing the Jaguars. Okay, yep, that's right. Yep, mm-hmm. and that was that was a sweet play. Blew yep. it up. He blew that play up. Yes, he did. And we need to get him back on the show because I actually haven't met him. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, Blake actually texted him last week, I think, with training camp going on. I don't know if we're going to be able to get him on, um, but it'd be nice if he could pop in for, you know, 15 minutes on a, on an episode. But if if we don't get him I now, we'll definitely camp, talk to him afterwards. What's that? Yeah. But if I see him at training camp, I'm going to order him. Be like, hey, John with the Dogs podcast, nice to meet you. Well, he okay. uh, and Blake did tell him we're going to be at training camp on the 20th. So he said, hey, if you're after practice, come on over. We'll be talking to probably Stump Mitchell and, and some of the running backs. So we'd lo- love to meet DeAnthony in person. We've met him, obviously, through Zoom and everything and had him on the show. But to meet him in person would be a lot of fun. He's, he's a good, he's a really good guy. Yep, and there's a lot of a lot of athletes that are all about, you know, themselves. And DeAnthony, as far as athletes go, is actually, like, that's a role model, in my opinion. He's like, he's like a, the defensive version of Nick Chubb in that sense. Yeah, he just wants to just work and work and work and, you know, not be a showboat. And I love it. Yeah, and that's his so much respect for him. Let's his play on the field, do all the speaking. So, D'Anthony Bell, as much as we love him, want, can't wait to see him, you know, on the field. Not going to see him in the Hall of Fame game. We're not going to see Delpit, Thornhill, McLeod. So, I'm thinking it's going to be a lot of Ronnie Hickman, Tanner McAllister. It's going to be the Buckeye guys and Bubba Bolden. And they're going to be probably swapping in some of these cornerbacks too to play safety. I mean, it'll be a lot of those names that we just talked about. Yep. Totally agree. Okay. Um, then I'm not going to dive too much into the special teams. Jakeem Grant is listed as the first string returner, both kick and punt. Uh, kick returns, Rome Ford is second string. Punt return, second string is DPJ. And Jalen Darden is the third string for both of those. So. Jakeem Grant is another guy that uh, we kind of forgot, like quit talking about. Right. Well, um, I mean, missed the whole year. Yeah. He had the the yeah the injury. Um, I don't remember was it Achilles or was it ACL or one of those. <laughs> yeah, off the top of my I, head, I can't remember. Same. I thought it might be Achilles, but I'm. Not I think sure. it was Achilles. Uh super sad to see him miss a whole season, and now without he's back though, and. I'm excited to see what he's got. Yeah, but he's also an older vet. You are not going to see him Thursday. You are not going to see Jerome Ford return anything. You are not going to see DPJ return anything. Therefore, 
according to this depth chart, Jalen Darden will be doing those duties. And I think that'll be another kind of like uh, DTR is like uh, that, that high level. Wow, I can't believe we actually get to see some good quarterback play in the Hall of Fame game. We're going to see some good return stuff too because Jalen Darden's got, he's got some, he's good. He's a good player. Yep. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the entirety of the game as you said. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's our rundown of the Browns' first depth chart ahead of the Hall of Fame game. Now the Jets did say uh, Zach Wilson will be starting the game. So it's interesting. You don't normally see a number two overall pick, uh, you know, three, what, three years into his career starting in the Hall of Fame game at quarterback. So it's just kind of how far you fall when you're not very good. Yep. (laughs) But I think it also, the Jets, I do think, still need him to develop it possible because they invested a lot in him. He's still there. He's still Aaron Rodgers' backup. Anything happens to him, you know what I mean? It, he's got to be ready to go. So I think it'll be interesting. It'll be a lot better game than what we're used to. No, yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, yeah, as a Browns fan, I mean, I, I couldn't, you know, agree more. I I rarely tune into the Hall of Fame game for more than a quarter. You know, so yeah, I'm gonna be watching the whole game though. I can't wait to see, you know, some of the guys we drafted. Um, by the way, look for us there. Um, we're not all going to be there at the same time, but, uh, Josh will be there, uh, for the parade and the enjoyment, I believe, right? Yeah. So we can go through that real quick. So I will be, me and Justin will be at the parade on Saturday morning and then me and Blake will be at enshrinement Saturday afternoon. And then you're coming to enshrinement with Kenny Mack, correct? Correct. Our good friend of the show, Kenny Mack, uh, blessed me with a ticket. So I'm super excited Yep, so the four of us will be at enshrinement, so that's awesome. So we are all going, me, John, Blake, Justin, Kenny Mack, we're all going to the Gold Jacket Dinner uh, Friday night where the new enshrinees actually get presented with their gold jacket. So we're going to watch Joe Thomas get his gold jacket. It's going to be a ton of fun. We're going to be fat cats for a night. Uh, I think that's going to be pretty interesting. So we'll have a lot of good stuff to talk about next week about what we saw, what we experienced over the weekend. Yes, and if anyone's there, find us. Say hi, please. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid to say, hey, are you guys the dogs? Say, yep. Appreciate you tuning into the show. We love it. We love hearing from you guys, seeing you, meeting you in person. Tomorrow, um, on Thursday, Kenny Mack has an episode coming out. He's doing a throwback Thursday, but he's not going back real far. He's doing a throwback Thursday to Joe Thomas in honor uh, of his Hall of Fame induction. So it's going to be really cool. He it's a it's a great episode, great preview for the Hall of Fame game. Joe Thomas breaking down his you know his story as a Cleveland Brown. It's just really really good stuff. So stay tuned for that. And then like I said, next week we'll have all kinds of content coming out. You know, recapping what we got to see at Enshrinement and. A dinner and oh and Kenny Mack and myself will be at training camp Sunday so it's a busy weekend it's jam-packed we're going to be all over the place but if you see me and Kenny up at training camp too on Sunday stop us say hi uh, I'm probably going to be wearing my dog shirt anyway so hopefully you can identify identify us so all right John anything else before we wrap up the episode no I think that's a good way to end it Okay, awesome. Well, we appreciate everybody tuning in. Again, if you're watching this on YouTube, please like the video, subscribe, drop us a comment. We're always interacting with you guys in the comment section, so it's a lot of fun hearing from everybody. Even if we don't agree, we, we're allowed to disagree. That's what makes it. That's what makes fanning fun. And one thing I've been telling people is 
Don't fan scared, fan hard this year. Hold the Browns to a high expectation. You can have high expectations for this team because of what they've done this offseason. And if they don't meet them, then you better let them know that too. But don't be afraid to have high expectations. That is right. Is that fair? (laughs) Yep, that is fair. All right, so thanks everybody for tuning in. And we will talk to you guys next week. Go Browns. Hall of Fame weekend is going to be awesome. And can't wait. Talk to you guys again. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Dogs Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and follow us on Twitter at The Dogs Podcast. Get your thoughts on the show at thedogspodcast.com.